Chapter Thirty Three of Eric Bright Eyes. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Brett Downey. Eric Bright Eyes by H. Ryder Haggard. Chapter Thirty Three: How Eric and Scalagrim Fought Their Last Great Fight. Now the thrall and those with him on the crest of the fell heard the murmur of the company of Gazur and Swanhild as they won the mountainside, though they could not see them because of the rocks. "'Now it is time to begin and knock these birds from their perch,' said the thrall, "'for that is an awkward corner for our folk to turn with white fire and the axe of Scalagrim waiting on the farther side.' So he balanced a great stone, as heavy as three men could lift, on the brow of the rock, and aimed it. Then he pushed it and let it go. It smote the platform beneath with a crash, two fathoms behind the spot where Eric and Scalagrim sat. Then it flew into the air, and— just as Bright Eyes turned around at the sound, it struck the wings of his helm, and, bursting the straps, tore the golden helm-piece from his head, and carried it away into the gulf beneath. Scalagrim looked up, and saw what had come about. "'They have gained the crest of the fell!' he cried. "'Now we must fly into the cave, or down the narrow way and hold it!' "'Down the narrow way, then!' said Eric, and while rocks, spears, and arrows rushed between and around them, they stepped on to the stone and won the path beyond. It was clear, for Gazur's folk had not yet come, and they ran nearly to the mouth of it, where there was a bend in the way, and stood there side by side. "'Thou wast at death's door, then, lord,' said Scalagrim. "'Headpiece is not head,' answered Eric. "'But I wonder how they won the crest of the fell. I have never heard tell of any path by which it might be gained.' "'There they are at the least,' said Scalagrim. "'Now this is my will.' that thou shouldst take my helm. I am berserk, and put little trust in harness, but rather in my axe and strength alone. I will not do that, said Eric. Listen, I hear them come. Presently the tumult of voices and the tramp of feet grew clearer, and after a while Gazur, Swanhild, and the men of their following turned the corner of the narrow way, and lo, there before them, I within three paces of them, stood Eric and Scalagrim shoulder to shoulder, and the light poured down upon them from above. They were terrible to see, and the light shone brightly on Eric's golden hair, and Whitefire's flashing blade, and the shadows lay dark on the black helm of Scalagrim, and in the fierce black eyes beneath. Back surged Gazur and those with him. Scalagrim would have sprung upon them, but Eric caught him by the arm, saying, A truce to thy berserk ways! Rush not, and move not! Let us stand here, till they overwhelm us! Now those behind Gazur cried out to know what ailed them, that they pushed back. "'Only this,' said Gazur, "'that Eric Brighteyes and Scalagrim Lambstail stand like two grey wolves and hold the narrow way.' "'Now we shall have the fight worth telling of,' quoth Kettle the Viking. "'On, Gazur, Osbecker's son, and cut them down.' "'Hold,' said Swanhild. "'I will speak with Eric first. And together with Gazur and Kettle she passed round the corner of the path, and came face to face with those who stood at bay there. "'Now yield, Eric,' she cried. "'Foes are behind and before thee. Thou art trapped, and hast little chance of life. Yield thee, I say, with thy black wolfhound. So perchance thou mayst find mercy, even at the hands of her whose husband thou didst wrong and slay.' "'It is not my way to yield, lady,' answered Eric. "'And still less, perchance, is it the way of Scalagrim. Least of all will we yield to thee, who—' After working many ills, didst throw me in a witch-sleep, and to him who slew the wife sleeping at my side. Hearken, Swanhild, here we stand, awaiting death, 
nor will we take mercy from thy hand. For know this, we shall not die alone. Last night, as we sat on Mosfell, we saw the Norns weave our web of fate upon their loom of darkness. They sat on Hecla's dome and wove their pictures in living flame, then rent the web and flew upward and southward and westward, crying our doom to sky and earth and sea. Last night, as we sat by the fire on Mosfell, all the company of the dead were gathered round us, I, and all the company of those who shall die to-day. Thou wast there, Gazur the murderer, Osbecker's son. Thou wast there, Swanhild the witch, Groa's daughter. Thou wast there, Kettle Viking, with many another man, and there were we two also. Valkyries have kissed us, and death draws near. Therefore talk no more, but come and make an end. Greeting, Gazur, thou woman murderer. Draw nigh, draw nigh. Out, sword, up, shield, and on, thou son of Ospecker. Swanhild spoke no more, and Gazur had no word. On, Gazur, Eric calls thee, quoth Kettle Viking. But Gazur slunk back, not forward. Then Kettle grew mad with rage and shame. He called to the men, and they drew near, as many as might, and looked doubtfully at the pair who stood before them, like rocks upon a plain. Eric laughed aloud, and Scalagrim gnawed the edge of his shield. Eric laughed aloud, and the sound of his laughter ran up the rocks. "'We are but two, he cried, "'and ye are many. "'Is there never a pair among you "'who will stand face to face with a bazark "'and a helmless man?' "'And he tossed Whitefire high into the air "'and caught it by the hilt. "'Then Kettle and another man of his following "'sprang forward with an oath, "'and their axes thundered loud "'on the shields of Eric and of Scalagrim. "'But Whitefire flickered up, "'and the axe of Scalagrim crashed.' and at once their knees were loosened, so that they sank down dead. "'More men! More men!' cried Eric. "'These were brave, but their might was little. More men for the grey wolf's maw!' Then Swanhild lashed the folk with bitter words, and two of them sprang on. They sprang on like hounds upon a deer at bay, and they rolled back as gored hounds roll from the deer's horns. "'More men! More men!' cried Eric. "'Here lie but four and a hundred press behind.' Now he shall win great honor who lays bright eyes low and brings down the helm of Scalagrim. Again two came on, but they found no luck, for presently they were also down upon the bodies of those who went before. Now none could be found to come up against the pair, for they fought like Baldur and Thor, and none could touch them, and no harness might stand the weight of their blows that shore through shield and helm and burny, deep to the bone beneath. Then Eric and Scalagrim leaned upon their weapons and mocked their foes, while these cursed and tore their beards with rage and shame. Now it is to be told that when the thrall and those with him saw Eric and Scalagrim had escaped their rocks and spears, they took counsel, and the end of it was that they slid down a rope to the platform that is under the crest of the fell. Thence, though they could see nothing, they could hear the clang of blows and the shouts of those who fought and fell, ay, and the mocking of Eric and Scalagrim. Now it goes thus! said the thrall, who was a cunning man. Eric and Scalagrim hold the narrow way, and none can stand against them. This, then, is my rede, that we turn the rock and take them in the back. His fellows thought this a good saying, and one by one they stood upon the little rock and won the narrow way. They crept along this till they were near to Eric and Scalagrim. Now Swanhild, looking up, saw them and started. Scalagrim noted this and glanced over his shoulder, and that not too soon, for, as he looked, the thrall lifted sword to smite the head of Eric. With a shout of, Back to back! The bizarre swung round, and ere ever the sword might fall, his axe was buried deep in the thrall's breast. 
"'Now we must cut our path through them,' said Scalagrim. "'And, if maybe, win the space that is before the cave. "'Keep them off in front, and I will mind these mannequins.' Now Gizur's folk, seeing what had come about, took heart and fell upon Eric with a rush, and those who were with the dead thrall rushed at Scalagrim, and there began such a fight as has not been known in Iceland. But the way was so narrow that scarce more than one man could come to each of them at a time, and so fierce and true were the blows of Eric and Scalagrim, that, of those who came on, few went back. Down they fell, and where they fell they died, and for every man who died Eric and Scalagrim won a pace towards the point of rock. Whitefire flamed so swift and swept so wide that it seemed to Swanhild, watching, as though three swords were aloft at once, and the axe of Scalagrim thundered down like the axe of a woodsman against a tree, and those groaned on whom it fell as groans a falling tree. Now the shields of these twain were hewn through and through, and cast away, and their blood ran from many wounds. Still their life was whole in them, and they plied axe and sword with both hands. And ever men fell, and ever, fighting hard, they drew nearer to the point of rock. Now it was one, and now all the company that came with the thrall from over the mountain brow were dead or sorely wounded at the hands of black Scalagrim. Lo, one springs on Eric, and Gazur creeps behind him. Whitefire leaps to meet the man, and does not leap in vain, but Gazur smites a coward blow at Eric's uncovered head, and wounds him sorely, so that he falls to his knee. "'Now I am smitten to death, Scalagrim,' cries Eric. "'Win the rock, and leave me!' Yet he rises from his knee. Then Scalagrim turns, red with blood and terrible to see. "'Tis but a scratch. Climb thou the rock. I follow,' he says, and screaming like a horse, with weapon aloft, he leaps alone upon the foe. They break before the berserk rush. They break, they fall, they are cloven by berserk axe and trodden of berserk feet. They roll back, leaving the way clear, save for the dead. Then Scalagrim follows Bright-Eyes to the rock. Now Eric wipes the gore from his eyes and sees. Then, slowly, and with a reeling brain, he steps down upon the giddy point. He goes near to falling, yet does not fall, for now he lies upon the open space and creeps on hands and knees to the rock wall that is by the cave and sits resting his back against it, white fire on his knee. Before he is there, Scalagrim staggers to his side with a rush. Now we have time to breathe, Lord, he gasps. See, here is water. And he takes a pitcher that stands by and gives Eric to drink from the pool, then drinks himself and pours the rest of the water on Eric's wound. Then new life comes to them, and they both stand on their feet and win back their breath. We have not done so badly, says Scalagrim, and we are still a match for one or two. See, they come. Say, where shall we meet them, lord? Here, quoth Eric. I cannot stand well upon my legs without the help of the rock. Now I am all unmeet for fight. Yet shall this last stand of thine be sung of, says Scalagrim. Now finding none to stay them, the men of Gazur climb one by one upon the rock and win the space that is beyond. Swanhild goes first of all, because she knows well that Eric will not harm her, and after her comes Gazur and the others. But many do not come, for they will lift sword no more. Now Swanhild draws near and looks on Eric and mocks him in the fierceness of her heart and the rage of her wolf love. Now, she says, now are bright eyes dim eyes. What? Weepest thou, Eric? Ay, Swanhild, he answered. I weep tears of blood for those whom thou hast brought to doom. She draws nearer and speaks low to him. Hearken, Eric, yield thee. Thou hast done enough for honour, and thou art not smitten to the death of yonder cowardly hound. Yield, and I will nurse thee back to health, and bear thee hence, 
and together we will forget our hates and woes. Not twice may a man lie in a witch's bed, said Eric, and my troth is plighted to other than thee, Swanhild. She is dead, says Swanhild. Yes, she is dead, Swanhild, and I go to seek her amongst the dead. I go to seek her, and to find her. But the face of Swanhild grew fierce as the winter sea. Thou hast put me away for the last time, Eric. Now thou shalt die, as I have promised thee, and as I promised Gudruda the fair. So shall I the more quickly find Gudruda, and lose sight of thy evil face, Swanhild the harlot, Swanhild the murderess, Swanhild the witch. For I know this, that thou shalt not escape. Thy doom draws on also, and haunted and accursed shalt thou be for ever. Fare thee well, Swanhild, we shall meet no more, and the hour comes when thou shalt grieve that thou wast ever born. Now Swanhild turned and called to the folk, Come, cut down these outlaw rogues, and make an end. Come, cut them down, for night draws on. Then once more the men of Gazur closed in upon them. Eric smote thrice, and thrice the blow went home. Then he could smite no more, for his strength was spent with toil and wounds, and he sank upon the ground. For a while Scalagrim stood over him like a she-bear or her young, and held the mob at bay. Then Gazur, watching, cast a spear at Eric. It entered his side through a cleft in his burney and pierced him deep. "'I am sped, Scalagrim Lambstail!' cried Eric in a loud voice, and all men drew back to see giant bright eyes die. Now his head fell against the rock, and his eyes closed. Then Scalagrim, stooping, drew out the spear and kissed Eric on the forehead. "'Farewell, Eric Bright Eyes,' he said. "'Iceland shall never see such another man, "'and few have died so great a death. "'Tarry a while, Lord, tarry a while. "'I come, I come!' "'Then crying, Eric, Eric!' "'The bizarre fit took him, "'and once more, and for the last time, "'Scalagrim rushed, screaming upon the foe, "'and once more they rolled to the earth before him. "'To and fro he rushed, dealing great blows, and ever as he went they stabbed and cut and thrust at his side and back, for they dared not stand before him, till he bled from a hundred wounds. Now, having slain three more men and wounded two others, Scalagrim might no more. He stood a moment swaying to and fro, then let his axe drop, threw his arms high above him, and with one loud cry of, Eric! he fell as a rock falls, dead upon the dead. But Eric was not yet gone. He opened his eyes and saw the death of Scalagrim and smiled. "'Well ended, lamb's tail,' he said in a faint voice. "'Lo!' cried Gazur. "'Yon outlawed hound still lives. Now I will do a needful task and make an end of him, and so shall Osbecker's sword come back to Osbecker's son.' "'Thou art wondrous brave now that the bear lies dying,' said Swanhild. Now it seemed that Eric heard the words, for suddenly his might came back to him, and he staggered to his knees, and thence to his feet. Then, as folk fall from him, with all his strength he whirls Whitefire round his head, till it shines like a wheel of fire. Thy service is done, and thou art clean of Gudruda's blood. Go back to those who forged thee, Bright Eyes cries, and casts Whitefire from him towards the gulf. Away speeds the great blade, flashing like lightning through the rays of the setting sun, and behold, as men watch, it is gone, gone in mid-air. Since that day no such sword as Whitefire has ever been known in Iceland. Now slay thou me, Gazur, says the dying Eric. Gazur comes on with little eagerness, and Eric cries aloud, Swordless I slew thy father, swordless, shieldless, and wounded to the death, I will yet slay thee, Gazur the murderer. 
and with a loud cry he staggered towards him. Gizur smites him with his sword, and Eric does not stay, and while men wait and wonder, Bright-Eyes sweeps him into his great arms. Eye sweeps him up, lifts him from the ground, and reels on. Eric reels on to the brink of the gulf. Gizur sees his purpose, struggles and shrieks aloud, but the strength of the dying Eric is more than the strength of Gizur. Now Bright-Eyes stands on the dizzy edge, and the light of the passing sun flames about his head. And now, bearing Gazur with him, he hurls himself out into the gulf, and lo, the sun sinks. Men stand wondering, but Swanhild cries aloud, Nobly done, Eric, nobly done. So I would have seen thee die, who of all men was the first. This, then, was the end of Eric Brighteyes the Unlucky, who of all warriors that have lived in Iceland was the mightiest, the goodliest, and the best beloved of women, and of those who clung to him. Now on the morrow Swanhild caused the body of Eric to be searched for in the cleft, and there they found it, floating in water and with the dead gazur yet clasped in its bare grip. Then she cleansed it, and clothed it again in its rent armor, and bound on the hell-shoes, and it was carried on horses to the seaside, and with it were borne the bodies of Scalagrim Lambstail, the Bazark, Eric's thrall, and of all those men whom they had slain in the last great fight on Mossfell, that is now named Ericsfell. Then Swanhild drew her long dragon of war, in which she had come from Orkneys, from its shed over against the Westman Isles, and in the centre of the ship she piled the bodies of the slain in the shape of a bed, and lashed them fast. And on this bed she laid the corpse of Eric Brighteyes, and the breast of Black Scalagrim the Bazark was his pillow, and the breast of Gazur, Osperger's son, was his footrest. Then she caused the sails to be hoisted, and went alone aboard the long ship, the rails of which were hung with the shields of the dead men. And when at evening the breeze freshened to a gale that blew from the land, she cut the cable with her own hand, and the ship leapt forward like a thing alive, and rushed out into the red light of the sunset towards the open sea. Now ever the gale freshened, and folk, standing on Westman Heights, saw the long ship plunge past, dipping her prow beneath the waves, and sending the water in a rain of spray over the living Swanhild, over the dead Eric, and those he lay upon. And by the head of Eric Brighteyes, her hair streaming on the wind, stood Swanhild the witch, clad in her purple cloak, and with rings of gold about her throat and arms. She stood by Eric's head, swaying with the rush of the ship, and singing so sweet and wild a song that men grew weak who heard it. Now, as the people watched, two white swans came down from the clouds and sped on wide wings side by side over the vessel's mast. The ship rushed on through the glow of sunset into the gathering night. On sped the ship, but still Swanhild sung, and still the swans flew over her. The gale grew fierce, and fiercer yet. The darkness gathered deep upon the raging sea. Now that ship was seen no more, and the death-song of Swanhild as she passed to doom was never heard again. For swans and ship, and Swanhild, and dead Eric and his dead foes, were lost in the wind and the night. But, far out on the sea, a great flame of fire leapt up towards the sky. Now this is the tale of Eric Brighteyes, Thorgrimmer's son, of Gudruda the Fair, Asmund's daughter, of Swanhild the Fatherless, Atli's wife, and of Unand, named Scalagrim Lambstail, the Bazark, Eric's thrall, all of whom lived and died before Thangbrand, Willibald's son, preached the White Christ in Iceland. End of chapter and end of Eric Brighteyes by H. Ryder Haggard Recording by Brett Downey